This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 410. I know Pell there for a second. Think about it. Um, we're going to do part two of Coach Huber's uh, interview today. Uh, so enjoy. But before we get started on that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors, Dr. Dish. Um, they, I'm just going to go on record from someone that's owned a couple of them. They are not only durable and lightweight, they're easy to use for no other reason. That's why you should get them. Um, make sure you go check it out. Links down below. I'll mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you three hundred dollars off your next purchase. Also, it's it's very similar <laughs> to TeachHoops.com. It's durable, <laughs> it's lightweight, and it's easy to use. And you've got me. You've got a mentor. You know, um, I've talked to all these other coaches about one of the keys to, to becoming a better coach, and it's finding someone to mentor you. I am here. That's one of the reasons I started TeachHoops.com to mentor you and make you a better basketball coach. So go over and check it out. Let me know how I can help you. Enjoy the podcast. It was like eight seconds ago. We didn't follow a switch on everything. They hit a three, went into OT and beat us. And now anymore, I'm, I'm a big proponent on I foul. You know, yeah, I, I just I, like, I, I've been I've been coming around on fouling. I hated putting points in the basket, but it's the math teacher in me that's saying if you foul, all these other variables have to happen exactly mm-hmm. right for them. Yeah. You no, know, they got to get the rebound, or we have to miss this free throw. It's like. I, I, how many times have I seen someone come down and hit a three? Well, hit a, it's like, yeah. Just, and to me, it's like you said, okay, they got to foul us. We got to miss. Uh, if we miss, they got to come down, they got to convert. Or right. if they, they got to foul us. And there's so many things that have to happen in the equation. So, any more, you know, kind of that, like time to score. The other thing is big for me, too, I think coaches to understand is know the fouls, know what's going on. Because on the bench, like, you might be late in the game, you might be down by, say, two or three or whatever. And all of a sudden, you only have three team fouls. And right. now, all of a sudden, you got to start fouling. And right. you're not aware of it. You foul, and they're like, oh, that's only fourth foul. And you're looking up going, oh, my God. Right. You know, so, <laughs> it's like understanding that, too, as well, I think, because those are times where I look at the clock now in situations and know, okay, we got to start doing this now. We got to, like, 
timeout, say what's what fouls, what's going on. I want people around me that are going to let me know. Even if I'm at a youth and I'm by myself at a youth game, I'm still at timeouts asking, hey, at the table, what's this what's the situation? Right, so, and I also think as, as, a, as a young coach, you got to practice the situational Yes. Stuff. You yes. have to practice. Coaches don't – in majority, if you pulled most coaches, I'm telling you, Scott, they don't work on it. No, and how many how many games come down to last second time and score situations where I don't know how many times I see teams come down and they're up by four and there's no shot clock and there's two minutes to go in a high school game and they're sitting there letting their kids just jack about a shot. Right, we, it's because you, you haven't talked about it. We do a deal now to where like how many how many coaches too late in the games are like going like, hey, lap or foul, lap or foul, and what is the other team doing? They start right. scramble around, they start running, jumping, they start turning you over, trying to follow you, get you, and you turn it over. What we do now is like we just call a call. It might be like, "Hey, KU, KU, let's run, let's go, let's go, execute, execute." And the kids know we're getting a layup or a foul. You know, we're grinding it. It's time to bleed these guys. We're going to grind them out. We earn the right. So it's almost like a call that we give instead of letting them know what we're right. going to do. Um, and sometimes you'll take 45 seconds a minute off the clock, and the team's like, oh, we're stalling. We're right. doing this. Hey, yeah. go foul, whatever. Yeah, know? yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that's the takeaway from this is they got – you have to spend the time in practice on that. What yeah, you- and even, even if you have something where it's like, hey, today we're going to work on, okay, we're down by this uh, with, you know, 15 seconds to go and the ball's from here, whatever you're working on, whatever the scenario, just work on different things to get your kids prepared. And don't expect your kids out of a timeout. you never done it before, and you're trying to draw something up. It doesn't work, and then you're mad at your kids. Like, right. oh, they didn't run it right. The, they didn't the, do whatever. It's the, like, the draw up on the fly is an urban know. legend. I'm no. telling you, it's an urban legend. If You think you, know, you, only, you only draw up that worked. You know the one that worked is when Coach Collins was with Michael Jordan with Chicago, and he's trying to draw stuff up, and he couldn't right. figure out he wasn't getting Jordan the ball, and he walked out of the timeout and said, hey, dude, just get out of the way and give me the damn ball. You right. got it. That's all you gotta do. Just yeah. give me. I'll get open. Give me the ball and just get out of the way. There's a meme going around that's a the the the, the, the what it what was the Cavs uh, game plan for last night? It was basically give LeBron the ball. Oh, and yeah. hey, hey, by the way, <laughs> let's run ball screen to get a switch and get you in a good matchup that you want that they can't right. guard you. Right. Okay. Um. So, uh, what do you think's the biggest uh, change you've seen in the game in the last 15 years? I think one of the things that you see is a lot of the physicality. I mean, now they're – I mean, with defensively, when we – growing up and uh, I taught at the beginning, it's like, you know, we're checking people, we're bodying, we're – you know, and, and you can't do it as much anymore. Now, I know right. in c- certain playoffs, in college and, the you know, the March Madness, they tend to do it. But I see that more. The other thing I've seen a lot more is positionless. And that's where I'm telling you. The game, I like it, though. Right, and because you know they're allowing kids to space the floor, the spacing, uh, allowing people to you know face up, not just be back to the basket, open floor, and attack. And I think with also too, when you talk about that with young coaches, I'm I'm a big proponent and a believer when I talk to coaches is I don't know how many times I see coaches go, well, I want to run the offense. I, this is like fifth grade. I, I got my one guard here and I got my two guard here. I go, would you quit doing that? Yeah. Listen, I, I got I got it. Like, if I'm coaching you team, we're all one guards, okay? We're all guard. We're all point guards. Yeah, That's we're all one guards. Point guards. Like, point. listen, you get a rebound. <laughs> Go. We're turning. We're pitching. You got a wing. We're run. We're running the wings. We got an outlet. We're attacking. We're in a, we're interchangeable. I mean, I I'm not having somebody. I hate it when kids come back and they're like begging for the basketball. And you got one kid too. No, let him like let these kids dribble. Let them pass. 
let them play, let them develop their skills because you do not know what a sixth grader is going to develop into when yep. he gets to the eighth, ninth grade. He might yep. be the biggest sixth grader right now, and he turns out to be a six foot one sixth grader, and now he's got a back the basket post up game. That's right. going nowhere. Going nowhere. And I'm telling you, I've seen it from someone that's coached for 30 years and someone that grew up this way. We, I bet everyone that's listening to this can, can go back and remember a friend they had in elementary school that was the tallest kid, that huh. was the most athletic yeah. kid, and then he stopped. Yes. Like he had his early growth spurt, he matured early, and then his game stagnated. He's done. Here's the other thing. Okay, now think about this. You're a coach. And you've worked with post players before, right? Yep. Okay, so post, you're teaching a kid how to post up on the hash, creating angles, doing stuff. And there's automatics, right? There's drop steps. Yep. There's spins that they can make. But the bottom line is, okay, there's a drop step. Okay, they might back pivot and face the old Tim Duncan shot. Mm-hmm. It's not there. They might sweep and attack. Um, and then you got forward pivots, right? You can forward mm-hmm. pivot. You got crab dribble, which is a basic control dribble, hard dribble going into like a jump hook. Yep. You got a drop, step, spin, you got things. But if you think about it, that same footwork that you're working on the post is no different on, on the perimeter. If no. I'm catching on the wing and I and I step over cut and I catch with, with one to, to two, I'm, I'm maybe a back pivot and face. They right. take it away, a sweep and attack. Maybe it's I'm coming off of a pin down screen, I'm forward pivoting into it, and now so they take away and I step through because step through is a part of the post. And maybe I catch it where somebody's on me on the wing and I drop step to attack to get them off of me, to back pivot or drop something, attack the basket, it's all the same footwork. Right. But if it's you're working on the same footwork with these kids, whether it's 19 feet from the basket or whether it's five feet from the basket, work with footwork. Teach kids footwork. Teach kids principles how to play. And then you can always teach a kid how to temporary seal and how to right. make their moves and stuff right. in the post off of that. Yeah, and I can – and the thing is, that's what I, I – I can't teach them – you know, I can I can fix your shot in this period of time. Yes. I, you know, the, the, the basics, if you can't – if you don't know your letters, I can't teach you to read. <laughs> if you can't pivot, yeah. do some basic yes. things, you know, it doesn't matter when you come to me. You know, it's like I <laughs> – I, I love – but I, you know this. I love coaches that they just run some plays. Right, and I and I can I can scout them and get their plays down. I know exactly I want you to do that. Run. Yes. I do because I can get yeah. your calls. I know what you're going to run, and I know what I'm going to do to take that away from you. And when I when I take away what you want to do, and you have no counter to it, you don't know what to do. Your offense breaks down, and the kids take bad shots. Give me that. Yep. Give me that. Yeah, give me that. That's what like. I, I I think it's tougher when you're playing teams that kids know how to play. They understand principles. They have skills and. That's that. Those are tough. They I want players. I want oh, yeah. players, and yes. then I'll figure out where I can put them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So let's talk about let's talk about breakthrough basketball and stuff a little bit. So tell me a little bit more about that. I'm I'm a little naive on that. Well, breakthrough basketball. I mean, it was started by a guy named Jeff Hafner and out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and he was he was uh, he took a basketball class at uh, Northern Iowa under Elvin Miller that was there kind of fell in love with the teaching, coaching process. He was into uh, – his dad was in – had a computer-type software business. He was in that, but just wanted to do something different. So he started getting into developing basketball materials to just help coaches and train them. So he kind of developed a site with a lot of training materials and it started getting traction. Then his brother jumped on board with it. So they did a lot of more training, DVDs, uh, you know, kind of video development. And then they – we started doing some camps and clinics in Kansas City with me and then Breakthrough and then decided that we had success with it, of course, and then decided to take it nationwide. So 
we go out and we do uh, camps and clinics in the United States. We do them in Canada. Uh, I think we uh, doing one or two in Europe this year. But um, the biggest thing for us with our camps is again, we want to we teach the basic fundamentals. We're not teaching like there's certain camps or certain places. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. The certain ones are like, hey, you have to like you have to yeah you have to hop every time or you have to right. do this a certain way and and for me when i have the the kids at the camp we develop curriculum for our coaches i'm teaching kids how to do things a certain way there's there's different ways to do it right and i'm going to show you how to do these different things and then you got to figure out your high school coach whatever your college coach junior high coach whoever that is what do they want right you got to be great at it cuz you can't go back out of a camp and go hey this camp coach told me i need to do this <laughs> Right. Really? right. Uh, it's what your high school coach or what your coach wants. And so we develop our camps with a lot of, it's pretty much a curriculum is based on skill development, one-on-one, one-on-one, small-sided games. Uh, we just don't want to roll the ball out and just let kids play. And then we do a lot of summer camps, classroom sessions. We have notebooks. We go through life skills. We go through just IQ of understanding how to play the game, um, showing clips of seeing pros, college people doing what we're talking about so they can see it. While we're going out and doing it. So we have, a, I think, about six, seven different type of camps that we do. Um, that's kind of a base of, uh, you know, breakthrough basketball. Okay. That sounds awesome. Um, and that's what, I mean, th- that's why I tell parents, too. When you're picking a camp, make sure there's there's the, there's a spectrum of kind of the camp you just yeah. described and the and the babysitting camp. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> I like – refer to we, it as the babysitting camp. I've had people <laughs> reach out and like, hey, can I come and, like, speak at your camp or do it? And I right. said, hey, this – not say so you're not good at right. it, but we kind of developed a curriculum. Our coaches go in, they're trained, and we have like, I mean, our, our like, it's down to a second on the curriculum. It's like right. bang, bang, bang. We have a ton of stuff to get, you know, taught through that time. We don't have downtime. We don't right. have like, oh, we're trying to, you know, play knockout for right. 30 minutes or right. we're trying to play five on five. When do I get to game. go swimming, coach? Yeah, you it's, know, that's, that's, that's not what we're doing. And I always tell, I always tell people that they, and this is, this is, I, I always say you should go, you should try to go. If you're, if you're looking to go to a specific college um, or division two college or something, you should try to go to their camp. Um, so the coach yeah. can see you. Yeah, definitely. And you should try to definitely go to your high school for the, mm. especially oh. for the parents and listening. Try to go mm. there. If you're just putting in FaceTime with the coach, to be honest. Yeah. And then you add to that through these kind of camps. Oh, yes. There's yeah, some really good ones out there. Yeah. But yes. Um, that's what I always say is like and I and and I've had a bunch of kids go D three and I say, Well, if you really like that school, they'll have a camp in August. Go to the camp in August your junior year so the coach can see you. Yes. You if you, I mean, you'll quickly find out if he wants Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Especially if they start, like, contacting you, reaching out to you. Right. Writing stuff, handwriting stuff to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. doing all that stuff. Um, Yeah, that's a whole different podcast about Yes. I mean, people don't understand recruiting. I mean, that's that's one of the things. It's like, oh, my gosh. No idea. No idea. That's a whole – that's a, that's a podcast on its own. Yeah. But it's like I always tell my boys, it's like if they're telling you something, they're telling 20 other guys the exact same thing. Yes, they got to line it up because if you don't come, they go to the next person in yeah. the line. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 you know, especially the D one level, it is a billion dollar industry, guys. Don't don't fool yeah. yourselves. <laughs> You're a commodity, and yeah. they need your commodity to keep their jobs and to fill the seats and to win games. So you know, you know, it's funny. Uh, just on recruiting, real quick, is how many kids get a typed up letter that has a uh, a printed uh, signature on it right. from the coach. And I try to tell these kids, like when I was at Division One, we would get a call from, say, you, a high school coach, and say, hey, listen, you got to check out this kid. He's really good. 
we put them in the database. And we right. just send information out to them. Not that we're interested, but we had them in our case. He became something. Right. So then we, he knew like, hey, well, they were sending me something. Right. When you start getting handwritten letters, they start calling you. They start yeah. communicating that way with they you. They come seeing you in an open yeah. gym. They come to your game. Yes. The, the, the head coach calls you then you're legit. Yes. You know? definitely, definitely. <laughs> even if the third assistant's calling you, it doesn't even mean you're in the top four that they're going to yeah. offer. It means they're sending well, you, you, you know, this, like, to see you. We used to have boards <laughs> that we'd have our listing yeah. of our kids rated out. Right. For example, so it, real quick, I had this kid named Ben Richardson. He played for Loyola Chicago, and he was in the Final Four this year. He played in the YBL, and he wasn't getting recruited by really anybody going into his senior high school. People didn't think he was a Division One player. But he ended up hey everybody. Like. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. A um, couple things you can do real quick. Subscribe and like here and on YouTube under T-Troops under YouTube. Leave any sort of reviews, any comments. We love those. Um, if you do any shopping on Amazon, down below is our Amazon link. Um, you know, it doesn't cost you anything, especially if you're a Prime member. Even if you're not a Prime member, we get a small little commission every time that you purchase through our link. Um, and the last thing is make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I can't imagine a better resource, a better way to um, expand your horizons. There's nothing like it on the web that I have found. Um, you know, I have experienced everything that you're experiencing. I've coached guys at the highest level. I've coached NBA guys. I've coached, you know, fifth grade boys how to dribble so it's I've, I've experienced everything that you're experiencing and i am here to help um so you know go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better all right back to the but he ended up hitting like eight threes in the uybl game he was a shooter for me and he just he was a really good player and i knew he was really good and so we had richmond we, they 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 offered him right there was right. an assistant that that you know i talked to so they go down for an unofficial right down there mm -hmm. and go through the whole thing. And all of a sudden they get done and, and they come back and um, the coach ends up like the head coach comes in and says, well, we need to probably see you in your open gym and, you know, kind of see you back at Blue Valley Northwest and this and that. And, they, and the dad and him called me and they're like, what? I don't understand that. They want to see me more. I thought they offered me. I was like, that doesn't make sense. So I talked to the assistant. I go, come on, man. I go, you guys offered him, but they went down there, and now you're saying you got to see him some more? You already see him in the EYBL. You're going to see him right. in, a, in a high school gym, right. an open gym against players that aren't that good right. compared to him. I go, where, tell me this. Where is he at? Just tell me where is he at on your board. I go, where is he at? I've been through this before. I've been in college coaching. Right. Is he number three at that position, number four, number two? What is he? And finally, I find out he's number three. But right. the other two guys haven't, haven't said no to him. Right. And I was fine. I had no problem with that. But just be open and honest. Right. The kids don't understand. Even when you get an offer, it doesn't mean that's an offer. It means right. they offered and they're interested. You know, right. until you yeah. sign. <laughs> until you sign on the dotted line, read that contract. All right, we're gonna do real quick. We're gonna do rapid fire, coach. Got it. And then I'm gonna tell everybody that we'll put all the contact stuff down in the show notes. So I know a lot of people drive and run and exercise when they listen to these things. So I'll put all the breakthrough basketball stuff, all your contact stuff down in the show notes. So if people need to find Sounds it. Sounds good. All right. All right. So this is what I call refer to as rapid fire. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. You get one answer. Got um, it. All right. What is the favorite brand of basketball? Favorite brand of basketball. Um, geez. What is that side? Fast, quick. No. Nope. Okay, so oh, I, I haven't brand. figured out I haven't figured out how to word this correctly. So brand of basketball like Spalding, Evolution. Oh, favorite brand. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I, I would say, well, I would say Nike in the past, Under Armour now, because we go with Under Armour with okay. basketball slacks. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay, you got to go with your sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally get that. Yeah, yeah, All right. Exactly. Um, one word to describe your ideal player. I would say leader. Okay. Um, if you could go to one sporting event in the world, what would you go to? One sporting event, I would say I, the, the, the Final Four. The Final Four for me. I love okay. going to it. Your favorite pregame meal? Um, uh, salmon with uh, roasted garlic potatoes and a salad. Oh, my God. That's really yeah. – <laughs> I love sushi. with water with lemon Su sushi right there. Sushi's, there sushi's mine. Sushi's yeah. mine. I tell yeah. people sushi is my death row. Yeah. Ice cream and sushi. That's my wife. Sushi. sushi. My wife loves that oh, sushi. Oh, God. Sushi. I need to get four more jobs to afford sushi. <laughs> I live in the middle of a just, just run more camps locally there. There yeah, you, you go. got to do something. Um, one thing you do to relax. Meditate. Okay. Best player you have seen in person. Probably in person. Oh, gosh, dang. Hmm. Yeah, you, uh, I would say in person, I mean, LeBron James. Okay. That'd be in yep. person. Uh, best player of all time. Well, I would, I would say Jordan. LeBron's LeBron's coming hard. He's I'll not. Say that. He's, He's not. Hey, I'm telling you, man. Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm not sure he, when this is going up, but we all we're on the oh, NBA. God. I, I, he's, right now, so. <laughs> what he's done and what he's doing now, just at his age and play as many games. And I know he spends like over a million on his health, but I mean, he, he's unbelievable. Yeah, I know. Um, what are you you seriously spends a million on his health? Yeah, especially. Did, did you see the recently? So you know, he had, he has back problems, right? Okay. And he's had the problems like Larry Bird and. And I'll ask actually Steve Nash, where he had the disc problems. Yep. So he's concerned that his career might be ending because right. he couldn't play like a full season and they had to save him that. So there was a Navy SEAL that actually fell out of a helicopter and hurt his back. And he couldn't find anybody to help him. Like everything he was taking wasn't helping. So he went on a, like a search to discover how he could take care of himself. So he developed these exercises, this routine that he strengthened his back and he had no issues. So LeBron James heard about this guy, reached out to him. So he he's he hired him full time, and this guy travels around. And if you go on and you video YouTube, you'll see him. He can't go into certain areas, like in the locker room and places. Right. He's got to be like he, he has to be like in the hallway. So you'll see LeBron and him working in the hallway, and he'll have kind of like you know workout ball and different things. You're doing all these back balancing exercises and that. And so you think about it, this year he's played every game. I know, it's all, crazy. All, every game and the minutes he's played. And so, like, his back was an issue. But this guy, I mean, he hired him, and this guy's, like, definitely made a huge difference in this guy's life. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up. If yeah. I find it, I'll put it down in the show. Yeah, it's really okay. cool. Um, one thing that helped you become a better coach? Uh, going through adversity. Okay. I just think like once you if you handle adversity in the right way, you look at it as a blessing and not a curse, and you look at it as something that you can grow and develop. And I'm telling you, young coaches, think about this. We tell kids all the time, make mistakes, right? Be open to make mistakes. It's okay, right? 
And yep. all I'm going to tell you is this, is don't look at losing a game. Don't look at not having a successful season. Don't look at it as failure. Look at it as learning. Yep. Look at it as growing. And look at it as getting better. Anybody that starts a business, I've run enough business books too. Anybody that starts a business, you know, Amazon, Amazon started selling books. You know, yes. you got you to be willing to pivot and you got to be willing to fail to eventually succeed. The well, what you say, yes. What you say on that, for me facing adversity, that caused me to look from within. That caused me to realize I didn't know as much as I think I did and realize that I need to learn more. And now even at today at, you know, 47, at my age, I can constantly just try to learn and grow. I know every day. I mean, people that are listening aren't going to see it, but I have a basically yeah. books and books. I see it. Me. It's it's crazy. The problem is I'm getting old, and they start reading these, I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem see, is then. yes, Audible. Audible yeah. is a wonderful yeah. thing because yeah. now I can listen to them and exercise. Yes, and I don't fall asleep. Like, yes, in my 30s, I could read these, but now I sit down for three minutes and start reading. I fall asleep. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Um, tough, but loving. Yeah, I, you said one word though, right? Yeah, that's okay. One, one word. We, we have, hey, listen, I have a hard time with that. So let me say, <laughs> it's tough. Uh, let me say this meticulous. If you, if you, uh, if you go back and listen to the old ones, I had Rick Torbert on here and Rick yeah. is like awesome guy. And yeah. Talk for eight hours. Yeah. It was, these were really yeah. hard for him. Trust me. But I'd say, I'd say more probably meticulous. I'm very okay. meticulous in what I do. Best basketball coach of all time. All time. All time, ever. Well, I know John Wooden's going to get brought up in it. Um, so I, I would, I would probably say he was definitely one of them. You know, I, I, I think one of the better ones. And I got all time, all time you're going into. Yep. I think Brad Stevens is going to be. No, there. Brad Stevens is one of the best today. Yeah, today. For um, sure. You know, I mean, I think Popovich will go into that. Um, you know, one of them that, that was, was great in itself was Rick Majerus. I mean, he yep. was unbelievable out yep. of Wisconsin. Yep, and it's the thing is you don't necessarily – everyone, a lot of people go to the wooden thing. He's obviously the winningest. Yes. But I'm not sure, you know, sometimes – I think the Loyola coach did an unbelievable job. Here's what I go back to this. I always ask people, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I got one for you. If you can name me five coaches, five, that you could study under, that you knew after being mentored by them, that you go to a high school, a youth program, you go to a college that was a high profile or wherever, and you could get not maybe the highly talented kid, talented, the talented kids, but you knew you could get a group of kids, and you could get them to play hard, play together, and you could use their systems and strategies, and you could win. Give me five. Oh, geez. I would go with Brad. Brad Stevens would be on the top. I agree. Jay Wright would be on the top. Um, Coach K would be there. Wooden would be there. Um, God, I might even go old school with like Bobby Knight and stuff, and just <laughs> just ignore half of it. Yeah, and I think he would, you know. And then Coach Bennett from Wisconsin would be maybe on that list for me too, just because you know another riser. You're talking about uh, Coach Knight is Chris Beard at Texas Tech. Yeah, a friend of mine that coaches there, and he coached under Bobby Knight. But what's different a little bit about him, what Max tells me is, like, Chris Beard loves on his guys. Yep. Like you were talking about, you as a high school coach, you have that relationship, you create that relationship, and he creates that rapport. He's tough on them, 
Yeah, but he has great rapport. And, I, and, and the thing is, I, I, I'm a Bobby Knight defender. I think Bobby Knight grew up in a different era, and I think Bobby Knight did love his boys. I just think how he showed his love is not social. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a, I got a guy that's a friend of mine that that's with breakthrough, and he played for Bobby Knight in Indiana. And like you said, I mean, it's it, w- it was challenging, and there was benefits to it. But I think he could have showed probably more love yes. in a certain way. I don't think he acted it out in the way that some of the guys felt like that he really loved. Him. Right. I think, yeah, it was it was a, definitely a military run. Um, yeah. One book you would recommend? One book I would recommend. Um, As a Man Thinketh. Okay, who writes that? Who does that? As a Man Thinketh was written by, uh, gosh dang it, uh, I got it. Uh, no, that's all right. No worries. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Amazon's a wonderful thing. I'll look it up. It's, uh, I think Frankel, Dr. Frankel, I think okay. it is. As a man give, me a, give me a 30-second summary of it. It, go, it goes back to, like, talking about, like, as you think you become. And it's the idea that, you know, your, your mind determines what your body does. And the mind is such a key you know, within your life of living, like being empowered and not allowing, you know, other people to dictate what you're going to do or how you're going to do it. You control some of that within yourself. And another, another one I'll tell you what is also too, yep. um, is psycho cybernetics. I don't know if anyone's, but Dr. Moltz, that, that goes into self image, self esteem. Say, say the name again, psycho, psycho cybernetics. And you never okay. outperform like your self-image, your self-esteem. And people have like an image that reflects through the mirror. Right. But they got a true image of themselves from within of how they see themselves. Okay. And sometimes Those are awesome. I, I'm i looking. I'm done. Those are going to be an audible before the day's out probably. I, I always ask people cause, selfishly because I want I want new stuff to grow too. All I right. think that as a man, as a man, thank it. I'm sorry. It was uh, James Allen was that one. James That's Allen? One. The other one I was thinking of was uh, – uh, gosh dang it! And I'll put these in the show notes for people listening too. So when you get home, a man, a man, the other one is a man search for meaning. A man search for meaning. And that's Doctor Frankel. That's he was a he was in a uh, Nazi concentration camp, and talks about how he wow. didn't allow those like being abused physically and emotionally to affect what he thought. Um, and just talks about you know how people can use that as a life lesson for themselves. Okay. La- last question: What what's one thing you would tell a young coach that's listening? Imparting. I just think if I'm a young coach, first of all, figure out your purpose. Why are you doing what you're doing? I mean, come, like, why? Yeah. What's your purpose? Yeah. It's not, it's not just come about up the with your mission losses. statement. Yes. Yeah, mission statement of why you're doing what you're doing. And then from there, like I think on any coaches, what's your philosophies? Like come up with your core philosophies. Like what, what am I going to do offensively, defensively? What am I going to do? And then I, I think you got you to come up with your philosophies from your mission. But the biggest thing I'm telling young coaches, and I've learned this, I probably wasn't as, as good as when I started, and I worked to get better at that, is like you're talking about relationships, be a transformational coach. Like how can you use a sport – to transform these athletes you're working with to become better men and women. Right. And also to know that you care and to support them through their struggles, right, to get them to achieve their successes when they get to, to be with them through it. And I think it's so key to do it. But, again, like, why, are you, why do you do what you do? Yeah. Okay. Why, Thank like you. this, if I ask you real quick for a while, you go, why do you do what you do? 
I do it to make a difference in the world, to make difference in young man's lives. The same reason I've taught for 30 years. I definitely haven't done it to become rock Rockefeller. You know, I haven't yeah. become wealthy. I've done it to make differences in kids' lives. That's the whole sole reason. You know, and then and, that, and that's been your that's been your compass to navigate your choices. Everything, you do, right? Everything. It's the reason I haven't left. It, I mean, I I applied for. I, I I'm at the point where I'm looking for maybe a change. Uh, uh, I've I applied for my first D three job. You know, my kids are getting older. I'm looking yeah. for maybe a change in my life, but it's not because I don't love what I'm doing. It's just mm-hmm. maybe I can make a difference in a different a different venue. Um, but that yeah, that, that's why I do it. It's it's. I love this game. The game has given me so much and teaching has given me so much that, you know, that's, that's part of the reason I do this podcast. It's fun. I, it, it helps me. Well, you do that podcast. Up. You got that voice, man. You <laughs> motivate me. Uh, yeah. You I, motivate me. Let's go. What do we got to do coach? Uh, Let's get this I, thing I, going. I should have been a fire teacher for sure. Thank you, coach. Yeah, I appreciate it. it. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. That was a great, lot of golden nuggets in there. Um, down below, please subscribe and like. Also, we put some free resources. Go over and check out our, our YouTube channel at Teach Hoops. I think you'll love that. Also, go over and check our subscription service. I think you'll love that too um, at teachhoops.com. So have a great week. Try to stay warm, especially if you're in the northern part of the United States. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.